Hey y'all, uh, Zemo LeBlanc here, and uh, this is a brand new podcast that I'm going to start, and it's called Emo What? That's right, Emo What? So if you want to go around saying Emo What? That, that's fine. I mean, that'd be really cool. Anyhow, what you know what I'm really impressed with is the fact that let's start off with the topics. Uh, the topics I'm going to try to tackle today are, number one, podcasts, um, like you know, first off, this is my first podcast, so I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm not going to have any fancy music or any kind of like la-la-la stuff. I'm not going to have any big stars for guests or have anything, you know, I guess worthwhile even. Well, I shouldn't say that because then you won't want to stay tuned for the rest of the show, right? Okay, so there's going to be a lot of interesting things happening. I'm going to have a lot of interesting guests. I've got, uh, you know, um, David Letterman on, Jimmy Kimmel um, let me see, who else could I make up? Um, uh, Kelly Ripper. All fake. Don't believe me. Okay, so let's let's get uh, down. This is my first podcast, and um, something that I wanted to kind of address in the first podcast is like, when and why and where did podcasts all of a sudden become so popular? I mean, um, I've got some friends down in Nashville that actually started their own podcast, and it's been taking off. And it's a couple of Christian guys who, you know, get together and kind of kind of have, like, um, kind of a guy thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they sit around and they talk about, like, how guys go through, you know, these things. It, yeah, it's kind of a touchy-feely thing, but it's also kind of a, you know, thing where it's like, uh, oh, well, I did this. And, you know, like, how many of you guys out there do the same thing? You, you know, pff, well, okay, let's face it, guys. We're all pretty much the same you know, uh, when it comes to guys. I mean, we're, uh, you know, uh, basically afraid of our spouses, you know, um, or the power, the power half of the relationship. So if, you know, if you're like a same-sex, in a same-sex relationship, there's, there's always the one who's afraid of the, the power, power person in in the relationship so i mean you know that's the one thing but anyway so getting back so that's their podcast that they got down in nashville tennessee and it's been you know really capturing some good ground and and i'm really proud of them um and um you know i i the pot by the way the name of the podcast is uh two bewildered two bewildered men i think it is and uh you know so look it up check it out you like it you like it you don't you don't well you know sort of thing but so now, getting back to my podcast, this one right here, and uh, later on in the week, we'll have guests like Dr. Phil. Not true. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to just throw out a whole bunch of names and just see which ones materialize, you know, or who calls me up and says, I hear you got a podcast. Like, that'll never happen. But anyway, when did they all of a sudden become so popular? Um, I, I guess I guess, you know, like, as our schedules become so intense, you know, that we're always trying to do everything all the time, that I guess podcasts do actually come in as kind of a convenience mechanism, right? So you can be driving along in the car and have a podcast running and be listening to someone who is maybe giving you financial advice or maybe someone who's giving you you know, relationship advice, or, or maybe you're just listening to the show, it might be a political podcast, or it might be something like, uh, what's, what are the other ones they have out there? Don't they have like, you know, criminal ones, right? Like crime or like, for instance, a play of words, 
Dr. Phil, right, has his own podcast called Fill in the Blanks. Really? Okay. That's all you could come up with? You have a doctorate or you're a doctor of psychiatry and that's the best you can do? And he's got a show on television with a whole, you know, a whole set of writers that, you know, are sitting there and that's the best they could come up with. Anyway, you can tell he's kind of like he's recently had um, Jimmy Kimmel on there on his podcast. And I mean, you know, you can tell he's kind of going for the popular, the popular thing, the popular vote, right? Uh, but hey, he's got the money. Why not, right? So anyway, so that's where, you know, uh, podcasts is like, okay, so they became popular, at least I believe. No, no research, no fact based on this at all. None whatsoever, okay? This is all just made up right out of my head. So I hope you like this information because it's new information because nobody else can, you know. But anyway, I think podcasts have become popular because of the convenience thing, right? So like, now, why convenience? When? I don't know. I guess if you Google it, you'll find out when podcasts started becoming popular. But I, I think the, ba the the biggest thing is that these these podcasts are, um, you know, they're popular because it's a convenience thing. You can listen to them, and I guess they keep you preoccupied. And they also, you could use podcast by listening to a podcast. You could actually use it from keeping yourself from being lonely, right? Myself, I use the TV. Like whenever I'm at home, I'll turn on the TV because I just want the noise in the house. Um, that's the only reason I turn on TV sometimes. Not because I like the show or anything like that. No. It's just because I want to see or I want the new noise throughout the house, right? So I, I don't want to feel like I'm alone, right? Um, but anyway, so, you know, hopefully I'll post this. And when I do, hopefully you'll, you'll chime in and, and tell me what you think about your podcast or about podcasts. And tell me, like, if you have some favorite ones and then why you listen to them, right? Because I think that'd be kind of cool to see what other people are listening to and like what turns their crank, you know, kind of thing. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to. I've listened to a couple that were like um, tech podcasts, and I've listened to some that are, you know, music based. And just to clarify things, my name is Emo LeBlanc, and I am a country recording artist, and I'm in the music business. But I do have a background in healthcare, so, you know, but. What I do right now is actually I am a musician. So if you have any kind of questions regarding that, sure, go ahead and ask me. Um, if you need some help, well, hmm, we'll talk. But anyway, and the name of this podcast, I guess I should do like a brief, now that I've gone like about seven minutes here, what I should do is maybe a brief identification of podcasts. Da, 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 da. You are listening to Emo. What? That's right. Emo. What? So, if you want to write it down on a piece of paper, it's emo, E-M-O, comma, what, question mark. There you go. So, that's the name of this podcast. That's going to be, you know, and right now, I'm just going to promise you, maybe weekly, okay? As it grows in popularity, maybe I'll do it even more. Maybe I'll do live casts so that you guys can chime in live. You can actually comment. So anyway, I'm coming to you on this network and it's called, you know, podcast. And this show is called Emo. What? That's right. So anyway, okay. So um, 
so far, uh, the topics what I wanted to cover is one podcast, like why they're so popular when the first ones come about. Don't know, don't care. I'm just joking. I really do care. But kind of went over like why, you know, they're, they're such the, the, the rave, you know. I guess they're like audio books, right? So anyway, so we've covered that topic. That was the number one topic. The second topic I want to cover is Ellen. Me and Ellen. That's right. Me and Ellen. You know, I'm, um, let me just clarify that a little bit. I like Ellen. I like Ellen because like of everything she's done and all the things she's accomplished. And, you know, kind of being a comic and going from that to, you know, like really meager kind of things to what she's doing now. I mean, Ellen says something and it changes things, right? But the one pet peeve I've got, well, kind of a pet peeve. I, I think more envious than pet peeve. I'm really envious of Ellen because she gets to give away so much money, right? And so many things all the time. And that really frustrates me. I really would love to be able to do stuff like that. Like to be able to give people a house or give people, you know what I'm saying? And it's not, not that I want to have so much. I, I'd like to have that much money that I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I love changing I would love to change people's lives or, or, you know, I just love seeing people who are excited, you know? And so for me, you know, it, I try to do it once in a while, but it, you know, like even when I give people a free CD or a free download card, I just love the way that they go like, oh, thank you, you know, like, and they're so enthusiastic and everything. And that's why I'm envious, you know. I mean, sure, she's got a ton of money, she's got sponsors and everything like that. All the more power to her. I think what she's doing is great. I'm not belittling anything that she's doing. What I'm saying is I'm just basically envious of the fact that she gets to do that, you know. Uh, things came together in her life that allowed her to be able to earn the income that would allow her to be able to give away gobs and gobs of money to, you know, strangers in essence, right? So I think that's, that's kind of cool. But it's also very, it, it's also very, um, you know, every time I see it like on her shows, like she'll have the shows like when she does the Christmas show or when she does this show or that show and she's giving away 50000 here, 50000 there. You know what I'm saying? It gets me going, gets me riled up. And not, like I said, I'm, I'm admitting I'm, I'm jealous and I'm envious, but all for good reason, not for bad reason. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be doing that, but no, she should be doing it by all means. I just wish I could do that too. Or even if I could be her representative and give it away for her, you know, kind of deal. I think that would be cool too. So, I mean, go ahead and put some comments down and, you know, let me know what you think about, you know, like the Ellen show and how she gives away gobs and gobs of money. Now, getting into that whole scenario of money, people with money, there are people out there who have a ton of money and don't seem to be like exercising their ability and their power to be able to kind of funnel that money to the right places. There are people who have, again, you know, like Ellen, but she does change lives. There are people who are, you know, whether it be cities in the United States or it be cities in, in uh, anywhere in North America, I mean, Mexico or Canada, who there are children who are going to school on a regular basis that are, go to school hungry. Uh, there's a lot of poverty out there. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, it should be a free ride for everybody. I mean, we should all try to contribute. But when you have so much money 
that even if you were to spend like a hundred thousand dollars a day, it you couldn't spend all your money. You know, like the Bill Gates, the um, you know, I'm I can't think off the top of my head, but you know what I'm saying, like all these huge mega rich people. Why is it not? Why do they not figure it out to help people? I mean, I think it's so ironic that we have these, you know, uh, religious shows on Christian channels and stuff like that. And, and we see it on regular channels, too, of, of these advertisements where, you know, $29 a, a month will, you know, feed this person and get this little child all the clothing and blah, 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 and feed the family of four, whatever. We see these commercials all the time, constantly. Well, I'm like you, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying to get by on, you know, from paycheck to paycheck. I'm earning, you know, a certain amount of money. And so why are you, why are you coming to me and asking, why are you not spending more effort and time and going to the guys with the money? Like, I mean, you know, they could write a check for a million dollars. How much difference could you make? So, having said that, it really makes me suspicious of their motives, right? If you were a charitable organization and you really, really want to help children get food and get clothes and get to school, would you not go to people who have money rather than begging for money from people who barely have enough for themselves. So the next time you see an ad uh, on television that is asking you for $29 a month or $49 a month, whatever the amount is, question that organization. Get involved. And your way of getting involved is not sending them the money, but is getting in touch with them and saying, how come, you, rather than asking me for the $49, why are you not asking, and I'm sure they do, but why are you not spending more time, rather than on these ads, of courting or, um, you know, canvassing people who have like a billion dollars? Look at the guy who, who just recently, uh, there was a gentleman who said, this is my graduating class, and he paid... Everybody's tuition in that graduating class, you know, which turned out to be $40 million. Let's face it. I don't know about you, but I sure as hell don't have $40 million to cough over just like that without any thought about it. Right? This guy was a billionaire. $40 million was nothing. It was probably, it, it, I mean, I know it's going to be like a tax a deduction for him. And, you know, I'm sure this was cleverly thought out. The reason he has money is because he's good at making it, right? But so why isn't it, why do you know these organizations, whether it's, uh, you know, I, there's all kinds of them out there. But why aren't these organizations soliciting people who have the money rather than spending their money on, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising and commercials on television, asking people like you and I for the $40 or whatever. Ah, that's just, that's just my thought. And if you wonder how I got here, 
It's all because of Ellen, me and Ellen. That's right. I'm envious of Ellen because she gives away so much money, uh, you know. But she does change people's lives. She does help people, and that's all good. I'm not. I'm not dissing her. You know, I'm not dissing like Oprah's the same way. I'm not dissing Oprah. Uh, they're they're both awesome people, and they're both generous, way generous with their money, more than any people in Hollywood and stuff like that. But I think, you know, rather than people giving the, you know, the uh, forty dollars a month to, you know world vision or something like that they need to start hitting up the people who have the money and say look you know you've been fortunate enough to you know circumstances have fallen into place you know a certain way that allows you to have this luxury you know there's a certain amount of luck to to becoming you know bill gates if what bill gates was today Bill Gates was today, and Steve Jobs was, you know, the Microsoft guy. Uh, Bill Gates would not be Bill Gates. He would not be as rich as he is today. He came into, he came into the uh, that knowledge and that that you know understanding computers and building computers. All that stuff was at a specific time. Had it been earlier, he still would not have made his money. Had it been later. He still would have not made his money. You have to understand that people who make a ton of money, like the Bill Gates, the Oprahs, timing is everything. Timing is of the essence. And it is luck. It is not. They go out there and they'll preach and they'll say, no, if you work hard and you do this and you do that and you do this, you're going to be a billionaire. <laughs> no. If it was that easy, Everybody would be a billionaire if it was that easy. You know, I know that, that, you know, Tony Robbins has a lot of money. But the reason is, is because he charges so much. He, he's built his brand up so much. He's like this really popular band that he can charge that much for the tickets. Does everybody that goes to a Tony, Tony Robbins uh, course or goes through the course become rich? No. I can guarantee you that is not the case. They do not have a 100% success rate. You know, I mean, even if they have a 50% success rate, you know, but the problem is what percentage are you going to be? Like you can put down all your money and you could be part of the 50% that fails and not part of the 50% that wins. And it could all be just because of timing, right? Ellen, who gives away a lot of money and has a lot of money, Timing. David Letterman. It was all timing. Johnny Carson was timing. Johnny Car Carson came in to be when Hollywood was Hollywood. David Letterman came in and kind of disrupted that mold and actually changed late night comedy. And he made all his money because he, that change came about. But it was all timing. If it wouldn't have been for the fact that the change was ready to be nurtured, right? So if you're looking for something to become successful at, you have to kind of figure out what's the next change that possibly I can nurture or be a part of the nurturing, right? When the internet came about, I was a part of the internet. I, I can remember telling my buddy saying, hey, you know something? I was doing a, uh, some research at the University of Alberta and I was, I was you know, uh, a research assistant. 
And one of my jobs was I had to go out and I had to find out for every major city in the world, the last hundred years of of max and mins, you know, of every month for those hundred years. So like say I, I look up London and for the last hundred years what the weather was, the max, the min, and so on. And I had to do this for all the major cities and capitals throughout the world. And I said to my friend one time, and this is where, this is before Netscape and all that. Google it if you don't know what that is. But this is just when the internet was coming to be. They had inter-relay chat, which was called IRC. There was no images on the internet. So if you can believe that, right? And I said to my buddy, I said, you know what would be really nice? If I could go online and just type in highs and low temperatures for the last hundred years for London. And it would just spit out the information. Oh, he goes, that would be so much trouble and so much hassle and so much, right? If he would have had a different attitude towards that, said, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. Damn, you got a great idea. Let's, let's build it. We would be Google and not the people who started Google, right? So just that little thing, that idea that I came up with, rather than capitalizing, and because he was the, the internet guru in my world, what he was saying to me was totally valid, right? So I think sometimes if you come across, if someone comes to you with what you think is a ridiculous idea, or maybe a hard idea, or whatever, you might want to listen to it through different filters, because that might be that next idea that you want to nurture that will make you that millionaire or that will make you that big success. And then hopefully when you become that way and you have all those millions and everything, that you'll come back to the table and you'll remember what I said about $49 a month, you know, going to World Vision or going to Room to Read or any of these other organizations and you'll donate a large chunk of money and say, hey, I want to build a school, a library. I want to build... 10 schools in Nepal. I want to build 10 libraries in Nepal. I want to do this. I want to do stuff that changes a large number of people's lives. I mean, if, if you want an example of what I'm talking about, how that doesn't happen, sit down and look at Haiti. Google Haiti and look at the living standards there. It is still ridiculous. With all the money we have in the world, Nobody has come to their rescue. That's just an example. But I hope that you will, In if there's a comment section, I don't even know how this all works, right? I told you, this is my first podcast, okay? What I'd like to see is your comments, what you think. What do you think on, you know, on, on the rich people having so much money, but yet not funneling it into, you know, um, into places? What do you think about, you know, organizations like, you know, uh, World Vision and other things like that, that are, uh, you know, have advertising and, and ask us for money, the $49 or the $25 or whatever the amount is, month after month, you know. And, and what are your thoughts? Give me some feedback and then, you know, that'll be in the next episode of, of the next podcast. And I'm going to do a, a, not a station break, but what, what's a, a show promo right here. Yes, this podcast is called Emo, what? That's right. Emo, what? Yeah, you got it. So this is Emo, what? Where 
If you're listening and you go, Emo, what? Then it means you need to make some comments. You need to put in your two cents. And hopefully we can build this podcast to the point where I can do some live casts or maybe have some guests on here. Let's make it popular because I think I think we all got something to say. But I think, you know, it takes um, a certain group to get together and say, hey, these are things that people aren't talking about that people just kind of accept, right? So like, you know, people having tons of money, but yet not doing anything worthwhile with them. I guess it's the way to look at it. But hopefully they are. Who knows? Anyway, I'm going to make this a 25-minute podcast, and hopefully you'll enjoy it and remember it. And when I list it, it's going to be listed as emo what? That's right. Emo what? So there you go. Okay, so that's the end of my podcast for right now. Hope to see you next time.